Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it is time for... We'll get to the Biden visit, the president. Canada. First time since, uh, you know, forever. Know. Thanks, Donald Trump. We'll, we'll get to Donald Trump, too. Everybody on Trump watch. Got to go. Before, we're going international today, for sure. Yeah, we're going national, international. Bring it home eventually. And we've got some news and notes that are very, very local. So stay tuned for those. But let's yes. do start with Sam Cooper, the investigative yes. journalist. Watching Sam Cooper get attacked on social media right now. He better have receipts. He better have done. I'm like. Have you have you what? Googled them? Like there are people coming at him saying that he's got a political agenda. I think that is absolutely wow. the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And if if anybody's on social media and seeing that happen, that it's an example of why social media he's is a, broken in that. Uh, he used to cover City Hall when I was there. And believe me, he's a tenacious reporter and uncovered a lot of great stuff when I was there of in Vancouver that was troublesome to me. Uh, so certainly I appreciate it, but I guess you can see this is always a challenge when journalists are covering stuff and and it's making the government in power look bad um, because it, there's an assumption that they're doing this because it's that government in power, but it doesn't matter. It's their job is to do journalism and yeah, explain what's happened. Things. He did it locally, yeah. did it provincially, did it nationally, you know, did the whole, you know, the, the, the whole money laundering, thing, fentanyl, money laundering the Vancouver He's, model. He digs and he digs and digs. He's, what's what journalism is all about. If you don't like it yeah. then you don't like journalism. I don't know. Suck it. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> this is how okay. we keep our democracy working. That's Good what a journalist. healthy democracy is about. And many people now calling for a public inquiry, not a rapporteur because of how shocker what a shock george uh but how complex this has become as we are speaking in this moment there could be more breaking news from sam cooper as we (laughs) unpack so let's let's go on a bit of a journey for people who you know maybe tuned in last week to unspun Mm. podcast or following along at at george underscore affleck or jody vance on twitter and seeing what we're putting out there um trying to continue to educate people on the subject matter of this because we're so inundated george what have you seen from your uniquely inside outside perspective Uh because you you know how politics works right you know how back channels works you you know how conversation off the record uh in camera Mm. blah 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 what do you think is happening here in which part of this thing because i mean there's the whole spy issue uh which is interesting and and spying you know i have people i know who've been working in that world uh and they always kind of are you know the spying is their spies when you know can we trust a spy even our own spies when do we how does this work what do we try what is the agenda here when you talk about agendas i, I don't think about sam i think about you know, CISAs, I'm not saying CISAs is intentionally trying to, but they, they have, they have their, their, whatever it is they're trying to do, uh, you know, it's disrupt things or uncover things. They don't do things unintentionally. So releasing that stuff uh, about Vancouver last week and releasing all this other stuff. I mean, it's the guys in Toronto. I mean, it's like, why, what is going on here? What are they trying to prove? Certainly what we're seeing obviously is tension around the world against China and and certainly Russia um, and this Cold War heating up, 
uh, oxymoron. Uh, I love that. You know, well done. Uh, you know, this reminds me, you know, you and I are I'm a bit older than you, but the 70s, the Cold War era, we remember the youth, we thought we were all going to die in a nuclear holocaust, you know, the, you know, Russia bombing us and, and, and things were kind of still tight with, you know, stressful with China until Nixon went there in the early 70s. You know, it's like we're going back in time here and there's this geopolitical i i always to me i'm almost like i thought we got over this thing and and, and the yeah. way we fought wars now was economically or and it was kind of more subtle and to play this game of invading countries and bombing and it seems like so old-fashioned to me <laughs> so one of the things that are, are the compromising piece of it that is troubling for many canadians on on a number of levels as many people point out there are always going to be the upside down canadian flag f trudeau hating slice then there's a, a slice of society who don't necessarily agree with all of trudeau's policy but certainly are looking for some political stability where through these last number of years um there has been at least a sign of that within snc lavalin and blackface scandal and and you know the mm -hmm. we Char charity all of that like there's there's there are people that are sort of mushy moderates, I guess, that are like, well, I'm not ready for that conservative right wing mm -hmm. piece. But and then there's the dyed in the wool. I will always be Trudeau's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, OK, mm -hmm. so we have that. And then the the news of what Sam Cooper has recently brought to the table that within the Liberal Party, the federal liberal government, there are politicians, MPs who are being targeted or manipulated or used either knowingly and mm -hmm. willingly or unwittingly. And that is coming to light. And then we're, you know, there's a group, not the far right upside down flag people, but the other two segments of society are going, what are you going to do about that? And then, <laughs> but then it's really Hmm, well, nothing because we need that seat, and we and it, and then it starts to become uh -huh. playing politics in a way that's <laughs> like, okay, well, how worried do we need to be about the fact that there's a rumor that an MP had a conversation with somebody at the consulate about not releasing the two Michaels who had been wrongfully held for years, like yeah, and then and who, yeah, but and it's not it's like, unique though, George, because at the same time, at the yeah. same time, just this past week, there was a New York Times article written by a man who was within the U.S. government decades ago, traveling with the U.S. government uh, in Iran, and and asking that they they not release hostages in Iran until there was an election so they could use it yeah, to that's... help the next person. Like, this is not unique. Well, and that happened is to, my point. to Jimmy Carter, right? That's how he lost exactly. in 1979 because, yeah. the So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> politics and geopolitics, ge geopolitical policy, but this, how they all intertwine. You get a sense that, you know, obviously there's an election potentially coming in, in Canada. Latest polls show the conservatives are actually slumping. That basically BC is, uh, you know, the West is the, is the conservatives, but no only uh, rural West, like in Vancouver and and the surrounding, it's, it's more liberal NDP. Um, yeah. Ontario is a split. Quebec is liberal. Maritimes liberal. So it's pretty much a liberal. Be a you know liberals would win again, or they get another minority, and NDP would probably align with them. Uh, so what does all this mean? I mean, what is, and, and so is this weakening the liberals or strengthening them or? It yeah. seems like there's too many things going on, but it's also creating hatred. Uh, we've talked about this before. 
racism um that there's this just because the china is doing this it means all chinese people it's ridiculous i mean there's it's ridiculous who are, chinese who have been here probably you know with a further history in canada than i have uh, being but they're even george they're home. even people living things. in but they're even people who uh have celebrated their heritage and embraced their homeland whether they live here or live there visit here or whatever doesn't matter but disagrees vehemently with Xi Jinping like mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. it's like yeah, the, of course. The, yeah. the fact that you would blame people for their I yes, mean, and that's what I say that there's spies like, here. Of course, there are, and there are people who are of course there infiltrating. Are. There's certainly that is not but a surprise, and you certainly, having been in politics, you can kind of myself. I, I they do exist. They are trying to influence uh, decision making. You know, it wasn't that long ago we had a mayor in Vancouver who was said very positive things about how China operates, and we even the current prime minister and his dad. We're saying positive things about Chinese administration. You were talking about a totalitarian regime that is doing mass, you know, <laughs> genocide. It's genocide like, against this, Uyghurs. This is not a positive and, uh, kind of a role model for governance. Uh, it was only last year that we stopped the infrastructure being built, our, our tech infrastructure and our Wi-Fi and 5G network being, no. you know. Considered. That's yeah, as a okay. And now we're canceling TikTok. So it's 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 interesting that these things go, you know, this is a that spin that public relations impacts in a positive and negative way. So while it's to me and to many people, it's like, and if you've worked as a spy, for example, you might say, yeah, of course there are Chinese spies and there are people who might live right next door to you who might be a spy that you think are your yeah. friend and they might not even be Chinese, but they might be Chinese spy that not that, you know, these things are possible. It's obviously not everybody. And, and of course it exists over there too. We do it too. Of um, course. It's part of the game. And, but so making policy decisions about, we call it, how, we call it intelligence gathering though. That's right. That's, that's when right. we do it. But to, to see that now is it impacting potential decision makings by the voters in elections is very unusual. Uh, this is the kinds of stuff of spy novels that we kind of enjoyed to watch, you know, John le Carre, you know, that kind of stuff, but not, you know, I knew it existed, but, you know, we certainly were making yeah. decisions on our political leaders based on their connections to the spy system that exists, we know exists on earth. So it's very unusual on how it's being used. And I think it still comes from all this stuff that even like going back to Sam Cooper and the stuff he was uncovering and this, and this, uh, you know, this issue, this this challenge we have, it started with, you know, uh, Trump, but certainly Biden has, has heated up the, the negative relationship with China and yeah. with Russia because he wants to align closer with his traditional allies because Trump had distanced himself from that. So can you have your cake and eat it in geopolitics? Can you be friends with China and be friends with uh, Europe and Australia and Taiwan? You know, we use, I thought we used to be, but... Yeah. Now it seems like you have to choose one or the other. You can't have, be friends with Taiwan and China. You have to choose one. You can't be with, with uh, the European Union and Russia. It seems ridiculous. No. I mean, come on, people. Are, you ask any regular Joe on the streets of any of these countries, like you and me or anybody else, you know this is a cliche, but it's true. I just want to live my life. I don't want all this yeah. garbage. You know, can we just can we just all get along? And what yeah. is, why? Can't and believe just... me, this is the challenge, and this is something I'm working on that I'll be announcing. I keep teasing this, but a lot of it's what I'm working on is related to, is going to be related to 
encouraging people to run for office and getting good people to be get into politics and 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 get excited about the concept of it. Uh, I don't care what where you stand on the political spectrum, uh, because I know for me, uh, when I was in office and trying to get encourage people to run, it was really hard. And it was really hard to be in office. And I gave my time, did my eight years, uh, and and that's all I wanted to do. And, and that's fine. Uh, and I, But I want more people to do seven, eight years in politics if they can. Good people. Um, and I think that's part of the problem is we're getting less and less good quality people being interested in running for office. And therefore, these are the people who lead us. And they're, and this is not pointing any fingers at anybody specifically, um, but it's hard to find great people to run for office even at the at the smallest the local level to the highest level and so we end up getting mediocre policy decisions mediocre leadership uh and we end up potentially where we are today with this you know international crisis of of politics perfect segue let's bring it back municipally yes some happenings with the former mayor that's <laughs> what it's a bizarre day yesterday such a bizarre day Okay, so I wake up in the morning and you actually sent me this story from the NPA. The, the judge decided that they were going to get paid $100,000 in legal fees to Kennedy Stewart, and, and which is very unusual decision. Um, and also, by the way, I'm pretty For sure a defamation case. For a defamation case. NPA said all this weird stuff. He said, because they, about what he said about them, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It was all just like defamation. It's, it's it's unusual that a judge would make a decision on a defamation case about politicians. It's not something generally the the rules are kind of loose. And there's been lots of versions of this about, you know, in politics over the last several years where you think this person should be, uh, you know, slapped on the wrist or whatever. And they haven't been. You're like, what? And then always yeah. the argument by previous judges, well, that's politics. And there's a different, you know, different kind of set of standards for politicians. This time, this judge said, "Nope, the MPA, you got to pay a hundred thousand dollars to this to Kennedy Stewart for this, you know, this defamation, even though that was about him defaming them." So it's this back back and forth defamation. Um, so what was and, said? What was said? What, well, how, Kennedy Stewart accused the NPA of, of being right wing, you know, and having this, you know, and and they and a bunch of other stuff. So I don't need to say. And it, it was it was too much. It was it was too much. And I believe me, I I you know. Having been an NPA person, it was you know, I, and I know some of the people that were there. It, it, he went too far, but you know that's what you do in politics. And they said, so no, the NPA threw far. down. They so went, the NPA threw down. Him. They yeah. court, you know, they say we're going to sue you, and we're going to how dare you? They failed at that. So Kenny Stewart now went after them to get his legal fees, and the judge sided with Kenny Stewart. Hundred thousand dollars in legal fees. By the way, pretty sure that check, if it's ever written, which it probably won't be, because I'm sure they'll probably. Okay, take it back. Uh, it goes to the city of Vancouver because I'm pretty sure the city of Vancouver paid Kennedy Stewart's legal, legal fees. fees. So the taxpayer right. of Vancouver now get paid for the NPA. One of the interesting things about the NPA, I don't think they've held an AGM in quite a while. That actually might compromise the boards. I don't know, unless they held one that I didn't hear about. Um, you're one of the things you do in a nonprofit board is you've got to relinquish the uh, response, you know, the board uh, that, that year. There's a word, I forget the wording, but basically they're not responsible for anything that would have happened. And, you know, they get, and so you don't have to pay any, any lawsuits that might come up. In this case, I don't know. Right. We'll see. Will the board right. have to write a check? Um, where's that money going to come from? Does it bankrupt the NPA? But on that same day, within hours, another story comes out about Kennedy Stewart saying he has not in his party and they hadn't paid any bills. They haven't been paying any of their bills to a bunch of suppliers uh, during the last election campaign. 
And so, and then, and then last week they were talking about all this weird China influence stuff. It's such so weird. First of all, by the way, for those of you who are ever working with politicians and are getting money from them for stuff, always, this is actually a policy with media, with TV, radio, print. You always yeah. get your money in advance. <laughs> you do not do it. I'm sorry. Uh, that Don't bill later. hundred percent because they get all this cash and then they spend it, but they, they don't, they're not particularly organized. And if they don't remember to pay the bill, and if they lose, it's really hard to get that money out of them. So always, anybody who's ever working with political people in a campaign, don't do anything until you get the money in advance. Otherwise, you will. So it's it's weird. You lose. Hundred thousand yeah. dollars settlement, and then he gets, he's not paid his bills, and and they send these, and it's just like really sad, like amounts of money, and really hurting small business, and a real bad look for Kennedy Stewart and that campaign, and. You know, I hope he pays his bills because it's not cool. Not cool. It's not cool. Um, let's pivot to south of the border. Speaking of not cool, uh, yeah. the Trump watch of the, the indictment, the Stormy <laughs> Daniels. Like, he's not a... paying his bills. Uh, he's not doing his things. There's how many, how many indictments are on the docket now? And it's just, and and then he announces that he will be arrested on Tuesday. We're recording this on Thursday. He has not been arrested yet again. <laughs> what a Trump, shocker! Trump, Trump disinformation holds hostage every major media outlet in the United States. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to check in. Mind you, I did go to uh, Fox News briefly to check in on the Tucker Carlson's of the world. And he had somebody on ranting about how Dr. Fauci needs to be in handcuffs and that he's the greatest fraud of all time. I spent four minutes watching these two just bounce back and forth against Dr. Fauci. I'm like, okay, they are definitely not talking about Trump. So over we go <laughs> to CNN, where I think Caitlin Collins, the former White House um, uh, bureau person, um, who is now an anchor on, on the mornings on CNN, she did all day yesterday. I think they just had Caitlin really? like, be ready because you're going to handle it when he's Great. indicted. And then Nothing it didn't happened. happen. So she was like, okay, see you tomorrow. And then of course there's memes coming out that people have created uh, using AI to create the him being arrested, which was something that was done a long time ago too. This guy is yeah. slippery than, uh, than a bowl of Vaseline. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's slipperier than Slytherin house or Voldemort when he is a serpent. Okay, nice, nice. What, what's interesting, did you see uh, Michael Cohen, who's, so this whole Stormy Trump's Daniels. Trump's lawyer, yeah. He paid the bill, he paid Stormy Daniels the cash. Trump never paid him. No, so Trump, Trump wrote it off as a campaign I, contribution I, I, or something. But he never got the cash. Anyways, no, it's like, what didn't pay, Which is why I'm like, politicians, what? you got to make them yeah, pay up yeah. front. <laughs> but okay, so when Donald Trump madness. announced that he would be arrested on Tuesday, which he wasn't. He tried to rally his people. It's kind of like floated one of those, what, trial balloons? Is that what you call it? When you be, mm -hmm. go, it's okay, you got to get out there and protest. And then nobody did. And then, except for a group of people who uh, looked fairly organized, they were out in front of the, the um, offices in the Southern District of New York, I guess, the courthouse where the mm -hmm. expectation was that the perp walk would happen, but they, they had a sign that's like, no one's above the law and arrest Trump and all this stuff. And they're all holding their signs. And then the GOP people on social media are like, look at these signs. They don't look very grassroots. I had such a chuckle, George, honestly, the people who have literally been outfitting middle Americans showing up at rallies with red hats and 
and cards that have the exact perfect branding on it for yeah. for Trumpism uh-huh. are now like pointing the other way. Like, look, that, that makes organized. them illegitimate. It's like, wait, what? What? this is the upside Signed. down world. Like, at what point will we? Do you think will we actually in the unspun universe ever actually pivot to this man not having the power that he seems to have over? The slice, are we seeing it shrink or is this indictment and many more to come probably as it's being speculated? Will this just grow him as the martyr? He, he's still, his polling numbers are up. He's now ahead of the Florida governor. So uh, DeSantis, DeSantis, I always get his name. DeSantis, DeSantis. not no, Santos. And not Santa. Santos, um, Santa, DeSantis. DeSantis. He's the backup Or if you're Donald Trump, DeSanctimonious. Yeah, DeSanctimonious, which you were saying before the show about, you know, his attempt at humor anyways yeah uh, i i still think trump's uh the, the one to beat and and can uh, biden do it i thought I, I don't see i i just i think he still can get the it's only a year away it's crazy like we're looking oh at my god a year from now the republicans will have their candidate pretty much in place and uh it's probably going to be trump unless and even if he's arrested he can still run for president do the Secret Service go into jail with him? <laughs> it's, that's an interesting question. That's an Al Franken joke. Al Franken's filling in on The Daily Show. It's absolutely hilarious. Oh, really? Uh, they jo- should give him Joe, that show. They should give him that show. He is so good. Um, yeah. Um, so Biden is coming mm-hmm. to Canada, meeting with Justin Trudeau. Uh, they'll probably talk about China. They'll probably talk about trade. They're going to talk about immigrants running one way or the other across the border near Montreal. Is it Roxborough Road? Roxborough Road? Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, many hmm. things on the agenda. What do you see happening here? Is this just a photo op or do you think there's more? I, I would say I, I, I'm, I'm betting that you know, I think Biden's see Canada's being I hear a lot of Canada in, in on the media in the States these days about how when you're pitching healthcare and you're trying to pitch the right. way to do things differently in America and how they say, look at Canada. You hear that right. more and more lately. And I so I think this is part of that to say, look, here I am in a country that's very similar to America. They have all the things that I want us to have. Uh, and they seem including, you know, marijuana legalizing it, which is probably yeah. on the docket for, you know, if uh, if Bill Maher gets his way for sure. And and, and probably yeah. a winning idea to get the youth vote out, um, yeah. which is what he needs to do as a 80 year old man. Um, you know, I yep. think he's here to to show support, obviously. Uh, to help Trudeau, uh, maybe Biden's quite popular in Canada, um, you know, to show that Trudeau is a, a solid leader here. Um, Trudeau is probably going to call a staff election maybe before summer. Um, and Maybe uh, before a, summer? I think it'll be, I think it'll be certainly, it'll be, it'll be soon or it'll be the fall. I, I can't say. Uh, it. Yeah, I was thinking the fall because people will just be like checking gonna, the hell polling. out this summer. Wow. Cash okay. Okay, so, a um, couple more things, yeah. news and notes we want to get to. So we'll we'll circle back on the Biden visit next week here on Unspun Podcast. But a couple of things before we run out of time. Um, the recall David Eby thing is over. Oh, I had one of the, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of his constituents. So I held yeah. up one of the, I have one of oh, those yeah. placards that made it into my mailbox. Yeah. What that, I mean. That one did not light it to a big fire under the, you know, uh, people, you know, this, this is, this guy is, approval rating is pretty high. Um, yeah. it's higher, you know, it's higher than John Organs, I think right now. Um, and, uh, you know, there's why I think he's still, he's saying he's not going to call election, but I don't know if he waits, I don't know. It's not going to get much better than this for him. And, uh, you know, 
So I, I, I'm surprised he hasn't called one. It was, it was something that to get his four years commitment from us, I mean, and to know that he probably would kill the BC Liberals as they try to continue to fundraise and change their name. And, you know, Kevin Falcon, no offense, is just not resonating yet. You know, elections are different, though. You know, you can't underestimate Kevin Falcon. He's a good campaigner. So, you know, but based on current polling, you know, so. But it's hard uh, to be uh, the you know. op official opposition on somebody who's doing. Yeah. Some of the Staying major. In the center middle right yeah the middle you know yeah mushy mushy, middle, mushy, mushy, middle, mushy. the centrist um, okay one more thing um that uh you know my favorite subject can we talk about parks for a sec oh yes yeah well this was a story yesterday so and i thought it was interesting uh there's a park on the west side of vancouver and there was a couple of tents in there and they were removed within a few days and so uh a resident there was a story on the global last night about see how the west side always gets better treatment than the east side um because there's all these parks that are you know on the east side but the thing is that uh, is that and then i thought the the chair strathcona the, and crab park let's name yeah, them strathcona the and crab park, park. So that's, about. yeah and scott that's simpson east, who is the east of the east, east side yeah downtown yeah, east, east of the east side Strona, and then oppenheimer Vanier park is right on the south end of the burrard street bit bridge yeah but so, i live downtown there's lots of tents in stanley park and that's not west side or east side but Anyways, the point Agreed. I'm just giving I'm just giving Disney context for people yes. who don't live here. That's all. that's right. So that's the point this person was making about oh, see, it's a right wing government now in in Park Board. All they care about is the West Side, and that's if you, if you look at how they they well they won every every mark corner of the city. But yes, they did. I thought the Park Board chair uh, Scott Simpson uh, was good. He said, "Look, this is the first park we've actually dealt with as this Park Board. That's we've seen tents, and our new policy is to get the tents out of there. Thank you very much." And yeah. all the other parks where there are current tents is they were there previously from the previous administration and we they had their policy and we have ours and and we'll continue to work at that, but it's really tough. He didn't go this far as far as his comments, but this is the challenge. Once they're entrenched, it's really, really hard to get them out. So you gotta get them go fast to get them out of there and say, can't okay, it's 7 a.m. I've seen them in, in downtown uh where they have the park rangers at 7 a.m. I've seen this recently. Uh, that yeah. they're down on the beach and they're actually standing outside the tent at 7 a.m. when I'm out for a run and they're waiting for the guys. Okay, it's seven. Pack it up. Yeah, Move I've also heard from people who are down at uh, Spanish Banks uh, going to watch the Northern Lights or whatever. There was yes. something that oh, they were amazing. Right? Wait, they didn't yeah. exist. <laughs> and but the the gates were closed. It's yes, like, nope, that was me. Yes, that's right. Although I was I, trying I, to say yeah. up there, buddy, I know. but no. I feel like I feel like though that was a bit. I mean, okay, but that's that seemed a bit extreme to me. I think. But then what I started if you feeling, were a camper van, like that's true. That's right. I know. If and you're so, a camper van, and 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 you're yes. like, hey, we're just here to watch the sunsets. Like, well, and, and you know how many park ranges there are for the 200 river parks we have? 12? Like 14. You know that 14. 14. So, okay, yeah. there you go. And so take 45 of the communications people at City Hall, and make them park rangers. <laughs> I'm doing my taxes, so I use paper clips. Nice. Oh. Hey, mm. reminder on tax time, by the way, I know it's only March 23rd, but because uh, the last day of April is actually a Sunday, your taxes are due on the 1st of May, which is the Monday. Just so you know. Just... Good to know. I haven't even thought about my yeah. taxes, to be honest, yet. So I I lose sleep over them every time. Do you? Because oh, you're a freelancer, bloom. yeah. I just... You don't stick money in the in the old tax. Can't, oh no, I do. I've got the money. I don't like the paperwork. Oh yeah, it's the it. paperwork that I hate. 
yeah, I guess. Yeah. There's people for that. Um, there is, there is truth, <laughs> but I like to be a good student and deliver my things not in a shoebox. Um, <laughs> George, people can find us unspunpodcast.com. That's right. And they can and find us on Twitter. What's your handle? You're George. Mm, underscore. Affleck. George underscore Affleck at Jody Vance. Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter. Uh, we run our own Twitters. So we're happy to engage and conversate. Be kind and gentle. But share this podcast. Like and subscribe as the young kids say. Like and subscribe. <laughs> yes. Share with your friends. And uh, hang out with us every Thursday as we try and take the spin out of the news cycle. I, I think my head is spinning a bit as to uh, all the things we covered today. There's so much. Yes. Around Man. the world in 30 minutes. That's right. Fastest podcast in BC politics and, and longest lasting, we, I think almost now, maybe. I don't even know. I think we are. 210 episodes. We're going to tell people we are from now on. We are the <laughs> longest running, but we were, we're a podcast before podcasts were podcasts. <laughs> okay, see you later, George. Bye. Bye.